Hey, what is up, my beautiful chums? Welcome back to a Game with Chums podcast. I am your host for this episode, Paul, the great, the beautiful, the uh, beanie one. Uh, yeah, the beanie call, one. Call, call, call me whatever you want, but beanie man, beanie man. There we go. Um, as you can hear, the beautiful dulcet tones of my my lackey, Mister Ross. Mister Ross, how you been? What you been up to? What you been playing? What's been going on in your life? I was nodding at dulcet tones, and then you called me a lackey, and I was just like, no. Well, where's what my coffee, goddammit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have I been doing? Um, well, I think I've mentioned this on a few podcasts, actually, that I haven't played Resident Evil 7 yet. You did. So I actually have done that now. I, I played mm. it last week, played all the way through it, and did the crazy DLC as well, which is just nuts, quite frankly. Yep. Especially the second one. But the main game is really good. I really enjoyed oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I told you, man. I told you. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I put it off for a while because I was kind of very eh on first-person horror games. But it's a very good game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It does go very Resident Evil towards the end, but it's still a really good game. Cool. Um, other than that, I just also finished a replay of Metroid Fusion today, mm-hmm. which I was playing on my 3DS. Because I am a 3DS ambassador, so I got that game free. You, you still you still play for 3DS? Well, here's the thing: I hadn't touched it in four years. It's actually been it's literally been sitting on this shelf. That's it there uh, for four years. Because when I got Samus Returns, because the L button broke and I couldn't finish the game, uh, so I went on eBay and ordered some new shoulder buttons uh, last week. Mm. So I fixed it. And then um, obviously Metroid Dreads just come out. And I was mm-hmm. originally I was like I don't think I can afford to buy it, so I'm just going to tie myself over with Metroid Fusion, mm. and then I'm not buying Dread anyway. But right, cool, cool. But yeah, I just finished right. my Fusion playthrough today, so yeah, yeah. that's about all Excellent. I've been doing really, just playing RE7 and, you, and Metroid Dread every day. Watching anything? Listening to anything? Not really. No, just, oh. I've I've oh, kind of gone hard on those two games. Pure gaming, man. Pure gaming. Cool. Well, um, yeah, what I've been doing, I've been uh. I've been obviously streaming, making content for the month of horror. We got um, uh, 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 we got a, a different sort of video coming out. It might come out before this podcast. Not too sure. It's a good keep, one. Keep 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 an eye out for it. It's it's different. But um, yeah. Um, what I've been watching, I actually watched the whole of Squid Game, that Korean film um, show that everyone's talking about. Um, yeah, I, I binge watched it last Sunday and I was actually meant to play Among Us with a group of friends, but I binned them off for playing, <laughs> for watching Squid Game because I thought I was going to watch like two or three episodes. And it, it's kind of a slow burn, but once you go into it, like after the sort of second episode, it's really good. I mean, I like the first two episodes. People always say you can skip it, but I thought, no, nah, I'm going to watch it. I liked it. It's character building and all that. So yeah, I got really into it. Really good. Um, is it worth the hype? Yeah, I, I say it's worth the hype. Um, I don't want to give too much spoilers away, but I, I didn't quite like the 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 last ep- the last half of the last episode. I didn't really like that. But other than that, pretty pretty bloody good, man. If you're into like sort of battle royales and games and death games and stuff, d- definitely give that a watch, man. Definitely give it a yeah, watch. I, that's that's on it. my to do list now that yeah. I've like I say I, these two games just consumed me the last like week yeah. week and a half. Uh, um, but I've been meaning to watch that, so that's probably got what I'm going to be doing this yeah. week. Cool, I, d- I do recommend it. Um, what I've been playing, um, started a, 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 a live stream of of uh, The Evil Within Two on our Twitch channel. Please check that out. It's a good game, um, different from the first. The first was a bit more like a gore fest sort of game, very more dirty. But this one's more of like a 
sort of like a clean survival, like survival horror more game. Psychological. Yeah, it's more like in the vein of sort of like a a Resident Evil Four. If yeah, if I can make that uh, comparison, but yeah, that's good so far. Um, really sort of looking forward to getting deep into that. I've heard uh, really good things about it. I just yeah, haven't played the first one. I mean, yet. it's been out. It's been out for years, but you know, yeah. it's, it's just come out on Game Pass because obviously Bethesda deal with those are first party you know, Xbox games now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been doing that, and um, yeah, just getting ready for like the Halloween and all that. I don't really do anything for Halloween anyway, but you know, I like like spending the day just watching horror films and all that. It's just a good excuse just to pig out and sit and, and sit and watch horror films. But um, yeah. So, gaming news, Mr. Rawls, what has been happening in the world of video games? Anything? Well, as I mentioned, Metroid mm. Dread literally just released a few days ago. Yeah. Got really good reviews, which I'm very pleased about. Um, uh-huh. I mentioned Samus Returns, which is the last Metroid game that came out four years ago. Yeah. And that was done by Mercury Steam, the developer in mm. uh, Spain that made the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games. Uh-huh. And they've made this one as well. So, yeah. I really enjoyed how... Uh, Samus Returns played, so I was pretty sure Dread was going to be good fun. Cool. Um, I think it's had like the best series opening for the Metroid series, which is good as well because I love Metroid, but it never sells particularly well. So I'm glad to see that's doing well. Yeah. Big news, I think, this last sort of week is uh, Reset Era, which is one of the biggest gaming forums on the net, getting sold to uh, a Swedish company called MOBA, MOBA, MOBA. something. They have like mm. a load of esports focused sites, and now mm. they've bought Reset Era for four and a half million dollar dudes, which is fun money. That's, uh, yeah. that's a lot, yeah. What do you uh, think yeah. they're going to they're going to do with it? Keep it as it is? Well, apparently they've they've said they're going to be quite hands off. So I hope so because mm-hmm. I I like Reset Era, and I mm. hope it doesn't go down in flames. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a lot of money. Four and a half million for a forum is crazy, but yeah. they do have like fifty thousand members or something. Yeah, so that's what you want. Membership yeah. you're paying for. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, like the the money they pump into it, they can pro- uh, produce better. I don't know, they don't produce anything, do they? But <laughs> just uh, keep the site going. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe uh, do maybe they'll do some like community events or something. Who knows? Yeah, uh-huh. Interesting yeah. to see where it goes. Yeah. But any other big news? Any, nothing else is jumping out at me. Nothing else. There's this um things that's happened on Steam, but we won't get into that because we don't know anything about that cryptocurrency and all that it's just something that we're not yeah, familiar we're with so, when it comes so, to that stuff so we can't really comment on that but um yeah anything else in the game world of gaming rumors but rumors happen all the time you know sony gonna buy something some. yeah uh, there have been some rumors xbox, actually xbox, xbox might buy some you know uh, xbox era um those guys yeah like to tease a lot of xbox stuff good um, yeah, if you like the, xbox yeah one of the hosts today apparently said that he's heard and there's a new killer instinct in active development, so that's pretty cool. Mm. And then uh, Jez Gordon from Windows Central posted some stuff a few days ago about Avowed. It yeah. sounds pretty fun, but it's yeah. quite there's quite a lot of detail in there. You'd have to go mm. and read his report oh, over on Windows Central. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it sounds really really good. I always think Jez Gordon looks like you. I always like every time I see his really? icon, he's little no on his picture and he's like I Twitter picture and his little um icon. I always, I always think oh he looks kind of like you. Stealing my style, man. Yeah, so you should you should have a word. I mean, we're the only like sort of big gaming platform <laughs> on the world. But anyway, we wish. 
this this is going to be uh, we we got a, a topic, but we thought we rope in a a friend of ours, a friend of uh, of the show, and uh, a friend of ours in in real life. Uh, so we're just going to bring her in. But the topic we're going to talk about is uh, video game stories. What's the what's in our opinion our most favorite? Not necessarily what the best, but what our favorite is. But yeah, hit us in the field. So I'm going to invite her. She's in the waiting room, and you get to see. There she, there she is. Hello. Hello. You all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. All right. Good, good. I was just saying, like, um, our topic is about our favorite video game stories. We should probably so, intro Nikki a bit yeah, first. But, cause... yeah, I'm just saying, like, this is what we're going to talk about. But, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, what is uh, who you are and, like, to say a little bit about yourself. What's your um, name? Okay. My name's Nikki. How old you are? Um, your bank account details. <laughs> sort code. Yeah. Uh, Mother's maiden uh, name. Uh. No. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Nikki. Uh, uh, how to introduce myself is I've been friends with you guys for almost nine nine years. Now nine years now, I think. Probably. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> nearly a decade. Oh, it's been a while. Jesus. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's weird when you think about it like that, but yeah. Mm. Um, but also, if you have watched any of our really early stuff, you would have heard Nikki in quite a lot of our videos because used to be the two of us, and then Dan and Nikki were there as well, yeah, chatting Dan, along with us. Dan is her um, is her significant other. The better, uh, yeah. I think. I think Nikki's the better half. <laughs> hopefully, she'll be. I uh, don't think she'll argue. <laughs> she, hopefully, she'll be more uh, interested in Dan. When he came on the podcast, he's been on it twice now. So, yeah, we thought we we'll get in uh, Nikki because um, dance is boring. Yeah. I'm try for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Bar has been set. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our. We've got a list. I know, like I've got like a list about seven or eight games here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna choose about four. Um, I know you guys have all got lists as well. Nikki showed us on the WhatsApp group. She's got a big pie chart and <laughs> really diagrams. Seriously, yeah. You, I, I came up with this topic, and I've uh, just I just got like a few games in my head. That's yeah, it. that's, that's yeah. the preparation I've done. But it was a good topic. I liked it. I was like, well, what is my favourite stories in, in video games? What what's, what is it? So I, I I like that idea. I feel like I've got one that when I say it, you're going to be like, oh shit, how did I not come up with that? Okay, so since we got a guest on. We'll, we'll let we'll let you um, choose your, your first your first uh, game and win. In no particular discuss. order. Yeah, no. This okay, is no particular order. Remember, this is our this is our personal favourite. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll select just four of the many I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pie chart and everything. Yeah, I mean, you could just you just just pick just pick one, and then I'll pick one, and then Maroz will pick. We'll just go around and like a round okay. robin or something. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, as we're going with storytelling, I think the first best uh, call would be the Walking Dead Telltale games. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a good um, one, actually. I didn't actually think of that one. We did a whole Let's Play of that. No, we didn't. Shit, <laughs> I thought we did. <laughs> uh, we, oh, we did. We did a video, I think, of it. Uh, yeah. Okay. In more than that. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. It's a good story. Yeah, I like it. What do you like about it, Nikki? Well, uh, uh, 
I really enjoyed the first one um, with yeah. uh, I really liked the characters. I was really quite surprised because it start we started it and I wasn't too sold on it that I would mm. get on with it. And actually, the first time I turned it on, I turned it off. Then gave it another go, and I fell in love with Clementine and her yeah. sort of story arc, and that's yeah. and you follow where you follow her through the games and that sort of mm. thing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so it- are you talking about just the, the, the first season or are you talking about the whole seasons like, as, as one thing or are you just talking about season one? I think I'm going to talk mainly about season one because it was, well, firstly, it was my favourite out of the ones, mm. but also I'm not entirely sure if I've actually played, because I believe there are four. I think I'm missing a series and I've just yeah. realised that. <laughs> I think there was a spin-off after season one, well, like a side they- story one. Didn't they get closed down like halfway through the last season or something? Yeah, but they still managed to finish it. They did finish but, it, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, trouble by that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Telltale, you know, they took on too much, didn't they? And sort of... They were re- releasing a lot of games because they also, mm. I was torn between The Walking Dead and then another Telltale game called The Wolf Among Us. Oh, but yeah. I felt mm. that The Walking Dead was better between the two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's like you say, it's very character driven, isn't it? It's just like mm-hmm. a, there's some interesting characters and obviously choices you make affect the, the story, the, the, the outcome of, of certain um, scenarios. Yeah, like yeah. The main character was, he's, a, he was, a, what's his name? Lee? Lee. Lee, yeah. Lee in the first yeah. one, yeah. And it's more about his relationship with, uh, his, with Clementine, how it, they, build up a, father, yeah, they build up a father-daughter relationship. That's mm. right. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, should, can we talk about spoilers? I mean, I mean, it's fairly old that? at this point. I think I mean, probably safe yeah. to do so. Yeah, it's like on, in I think it's on the penultimate episode. He gets bit, so there's that whole part where you're playing as Lee, but you know, like his days are numbered. He has to go and rescue Clementine. Yeah, but you know, in your back of your head, like, oh yeah, he's gonna die. And he, that that ending, man. What, yeah, what did you oh. what did you choose? How did you choose? Because you got options. There, yeah, so are we going into details of the, yeah? Of, yeah, um, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah if, okay. if it's um, what you loved about the story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I felt I couldn't ask Clementine, because I believe from memory the options were she could uh, shoot Lee or sure. um, she could just leave him. So I yeah. said, just leave me. You left Lee to zombie fight. Oh, my God, you <laughs> monster. <laughs> I can't ask Clementine to do that. That would be awkward. That would live with her forever. But yeah, it was just because I remember when I was playing through the first game, and every time I'd finish a chapter, we I'd take a photo of all the choices I'd made, and then yeah. just finding out how different the game varied as well in each. Mm. When everybody made a different choice, it seemed to not totally like change, but how much it changed re- really uh, mm-hmm. surprised me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's all a right, lot man. Of work when developers do stuff like that with mm. branching narratives tend I, to be in games like two or three major choices. But... Can I can I say something like not like a knock on the game, but the choices like some of them were really superficial. They didn't really affect the game because it still had like it still would lead to the same path, just slightly different, slightly different variations. I mean, like certain characters die, even if you kept them alive, they still die later on. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it. it the choices you you made didn't affect the game that great because everything still went down a linear path, but it just was slight variations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but still a good game, man. Good story. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. Um, 
Who wants to go next, Mr. Ross? Since I'm the host, you can go Why next. Why the hell not? Yeah, I'm going to pick this game right here. You don't like which say, people say, on, which people on the audio won't know yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, is near well that that is near replicant, which is a remake of the original near, which is the one I'm actually picking. Yeah, um, cool. Because that's the one I fell in love with, and that came out in 2010, I think, on PS3 and 360, and um, uh, it's a crazy game. It's very, yeah. It's, there's a lot to say about it. Yeah, like um, I own the game on 360, but I never actually played it, so I don't hardly have, can't really like uh, give my opinion on it. But um, I heard good things about. It. I remember you kept saying, "Oh, you got to play this ball. You must play this game. It's uh, it's really, yeah, it's really exactly good." I was like, how I, sound, yeah. I, know, I was just like, I was just like, oh man, yeah, like take it easy, man. Like <laughs> I'll play it, but yeah, I never did get around to it. So, but it's still in my on my shelf. I still have it. Um, the thing if you if you played it and you just kind of you got through to it because the the big deal with it is you have to play it at least twice really to understand what's going on mm. and if you just played it through to the first ending you'd just be like eh, it's okay i guess it's kind of a average action rpg with some crazy characters but to so really what, what... talk about the story is to spoil it so i'm gonna have to be very careful because i really i honestly don't want to spoil it for people because it is well, it's probably my favourite game of that generation, just because of the story and the characters. But um, the characters are nuts. But they're—I mean, everyone's probably seen Emil, the boy with the skull face. That's that's a party character in a JRPG. Could, could, He's got like you, a cutesy boy could you voice. Not, could you not like, like talk a bit about the story because you're just giving I'm, us descriptions I'm, of the I'm getting there of the of the characters? <laughs> it's just like around to it. It's just like yeah, he looks Basically, cool. It's, yeah. You start off the game in sort of somewhere around like 2050 i think and it's basically the world's like a apocalyptic and then um, it jumps forward over a thousand years and you seem to be in control of the same person and his little sister and it's just kind of peace the story is kind of piecing together what's happened and how they could possibly be alive a thousand years in the future and it's um the the main theme of it is what really what's what i really like about it because it's it sounds insane when you listen to like the guy Yoko Taro, the director, talk about it. It, it was his reaction to nine eleven and the war on terror, um, uh, which is like, if if nobody told you that, you probably wouldn't ever make that connection. But he kind of saw after nine eleven, sort of like people just justifying horrific things by believing they were in the right, basically. So your character basically goes around the world killing everything in his path because he think, feels he's in the right to do it. Sounds then, uplifting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's pretty. It is pretty bleak. <laughs> I just go around <laughs> killing everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, but he he goes around just killing what he thinks are monsters with no idea of what he's actually doing until the end game when you actually find out what's been going on and. Mm. Um, the second playthrough which there's a there's four endings in the original game um but really if you don't want to do all four at least do the second ending because once you've gone through it once you play it through again from about the halfway point and then you can hear what your enemies are saying because they're, they're basically like formless monsters and they just like make noises but when you play it through the second time you get subtitles of what they're actually saying and you kind of get an insight into all these monsters you're killing Mm. and um yeah it's pretty messed up but it's mm. it's cool. just a really good story really well told and it, it plays yeah. with the medium of video games as well by making you sort of go through it again and um kind of forcing you to do these actions that you 
we do all the time in games. We play games and we kill thousands of enemies and we don't give it a second thought. And this kind of stops you in your tracks and says, well, maybe you should think about all these enemies you're killing. But I can't really say much more than that because it will veer into spoilers and I really would hate to spoil this game. Even though it's 10 years old now, I would hate to spoil it for people. But uh, just cool. go and play it. It recently got a remaster on PS4 and Xbox One. It looks great. Uh, they added a bunch of extra content into it. And the story is as good as it ever was. Just go and play yeah. it. It's, it's amazing. I love Nikki, it. Nikki, do you have anything to say? Have you played that game? I was going to just, uh, yeah, I was. Um, I watched Dan play it, but he's only done the first ending. And I've been begging him to play it again so I can watch the next one, but he's just not. So I think I'm going to have to go out and buy it and do it myself. <laughs> I, I, I lent it to Dan. I was like, you have to play this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he had and it he for months and he it. was he like really enjoyed it mm, yeah. and i didn't actually make that that 9-11 story is really fascinating looking back on it having watched him play it and knowing the that information mm. about it now but yeah um it's just he's not gonna go back to it <laughs> cool. i mean I, oh. I said to him like he finished he, he got one ending and he was like like, yeah, it was okay. I'm done now. He can have your game back. And I was like, no, you at least get the second ending. He was like, no, no, I've had enough. Right. But anyway, last thing I will say on it is the soundtrack is incredible. It's All right. Quite possibly the best soundtrack in a game ever. It's so good. Cool. Paul, All what's right. yours? Mine is Mr. Ross. Uh, I got my list. Have you got torn. visual aids? I got, I got a list here, but um, I'm not too sure which one I should I pick. Because props. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I was torn between the first or second game, and but I think I, I talk about the first game a lot uh, uh, too much, and that is Knights of the Old Republic, but not uh, Knights of the Old Republic one, Knights of the Old Republic two, which controversial. I, yeah, I, much as I love Knights of the Old Republic one, I have to admit Knights of the Old Republic two has more of an interesting story. It's more like it, it's more philo phi philosophical and sort of a darker story. Then the first, the first one is like, think, I don't know, like uh, a new hope. It's like a rip roaring adventure. And I hate to say it's so cliche, but the second one is more like a, an empire strikes back sort of, sort of game, but deeper. It's like more of a, like the philosophy and the, the meaning behind the force and all that. Um, it's kind of like what I think Ryan Johnson wanted to get to with the last Jedi, but I think Knights of the Republic just did a better job of it. Cause obviously it's a game, but then so they can get into it a bit more. But yeah, I, I, um, as much as I've only played Knights of the Republic two about three times on the OG Xbox, it has its problems. Obviously, like it had a short development cycle, but the story is much better than the first because the first one is quite a basic one: find MacGuffin, find such and such, stop the bad guys. But this one's more of a deep thinker. It's like the Thinking Man's Star Wars, and I think it's criminally underrated. It's done by Obsidian, who are who always seem to get short end on the stick when it comes to, to to making games like poor development like short development yeah. not enough Same funding thing happened with fallout yeah. new vegas yeah but that game i have to admit it like when i when i pl first played it i enjoyed it it didn't give me that sort of rip roaring feeling but it sort of made you think more about the whole sort of ethos about you know the force basically and why the force controls us and if we're doing, if we have independent, like um, independent free will. free will, or if it's the force that got is us forcing us to do it, because sort of, they say it just repeats the cycle of, of like you know the good light side, dark side, and then people suffer because of it. 
and they, they, they think like the force is like some sort of uncaring god because it is like it's like we, there's been so many wars and suffering just because of this of, the, of this of the force and light side dark side it doesn't matter it's just like a never-ending cycle and there's characters on both sides there's characters on the middle like there's dark side characters even the dark side characters like they, they have they make valid points about what what's with the fault with the with, with the force and you have the great sort the ones in the middle and you have the light side who like no the force is good it's a force like helps us but it really it does like sort of like it is like a uh an empire strikes back last jedi sort of feel i mean like you're not going to come out of there thinking oh wow that was like a rip roaring adventure with a whole load of chums no it <laughs> makes you sort of think like wow the, the force is kind of like a force is kind of a dick a dick yeah i mean it's like god like if there's god why would god make such bad things happen why are we killing in the names of god and there's all different types of the same religion and stuff like that so the story is quite dark and it's quite thinking and it's like a lot of it's very dialogue heavy so yeah i i put that on there instead of knights or republic one even though that's got a good story obviously for, to have a good story you've got to have good characters i think I hate to say it, Knights of Republic 2 probably has deeper characters. I mean, Bastila like, will never forgive you. I mean, I like Bastila, yeah, but she's quite a naive, like, oh, the light side's good, and she goes through that. But each character has sort of like a interconnecting stories and very, like, a, uh, sort of detailed backgrounds, and they're all flawed. They're flawed, basically. They're all, all of them are flawed, including the, the, the voiceless protagonists. But every character's broken and flawed, and they've just been through so much, and they're just like, it's basically like they've all suffered because of this, the end, the force and stuff like that. But it's it's a it's a it's a criminally underrated game, and it just doesn't get talked about as much as Knights of the Republic. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. I put that ahead of Knights of the Republic one in terms of story. So yeah, that's my that's one of my picks. Man, I think it's just got a better story, dude. It also yeah. had that um, remastered, not remastered, um, restored content mod a few years back as well. Yeah, I've been playing that on my on PC. Um, yeah, it's, they, they fixed a lot of bugs. They've added a lot of more content in there that was taken out, obviously. Um, some of it's just like, uh, I, I can sort of see why it's not in there. But yes, yeah, like even like the, the broken Xbox original was still pretty good. I mean, it did have a lot of bugs but i i still managed to get through it i had to use a guide game with bugs yeah yeah <laughs> crazy oh yeah that's uh that's my one man so that's one down like what, what nikki what's your what's your next pick and okay. but does anyone have does, do, have you played it nikki oh joe what i was trying racking through my brain because i have played a knights of the old republic but i don't know which one it was i think it might have been two yeah. But that's the only one I ever played, and you I never obviously... finished it. Oh wow! But it wasn't through oh, any wow. like it wasn't any fault of the games. It was literally <laughs> because yeah. I think you're I like... moved midway through. So <laughs> you're like, this is boring. They just talking. She met Dan at the time, and he threw <laughs> her Xbox out. That's what uh, happened. Cool. So yeah, Nikki, what have you got next for us? Uh, okay. Uh, so uh i've got a few, i couldn't really level on a third choice but i'm gonna throw out one if it's a popular choice i can change it uh but i'm just gonna say mass effect but I oh pick. yeah yeah i've got that <laughs> as well i've yeah. got that yeah See, when, that I, when i proposed this oh. subject i thought every one of us is going to pick mass effect so i'm not yeah. going to pick it 
oh wow all right mister <laughs> no, i mean there's I no point all three of us but uh, mean, there's no point me, all three of us picking let me, it let me say like i can still um, talk about it i love the game so i, I want to say like i could have populated my list with all like loads of bioware games but i was actually torn between putting mass effect or dragon age origins on there and i actually chose mass effect even though i like dragon age the world better so I like the dark fantasy thing more than the sci-fi epic thing. I do love the setting but, of Thedas. Yeah, but yeah, Mass Effect, I think. Mass Effect 1, is that the one you picked, Nikki? Two. Uh, if I had to pick, I was I was going to try and sneak in the trilogy, but if I can't do that, it might. It will have to be probably the obvious. No, it's not a connected story, so if you want to talk about the series <laughs> as a whole, you could do that. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's cheating. Like cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like so, yeah. Mass Effect One. Yeah, what do you um, do? You want to talk about a bit, a bit of it? What do you like about it? Oh, so yeah, I was introduced to Mass Effect again. Didn't realize how much I would love it. I am a sci-fi fan generally, but I've been mm. out of gaming for a long time, um, and I just fell in love with all the characters, especially Tally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just really enjoyed the um, fact that you could really make the character your own. I think it was one of the first games I played where you really, you the character, what got me first was you got to design your own character. That always tells mm. the game to me. Mm. Um, did, then, you, did you play as male or female? Uh, female. Female, okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, um, obviously, I, yeah, I ended up, uh, like, romancing Caden and all that stuff. Which <laughs> never goes down well, ever. <laughs> Caden? Caden's boring. Uh, he's just like, his whole thing is like, I had L2 implants and I've got headaches. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just every time you go talk like to him, he does that. He's like, oh, oh shut up, Caden. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're right there, Commander. Oh, I killed my, I killed my training, uh, my, my, my commanding officer. I was like, oh, all right. Jesus. All right, Edgy. Uh, yeah. I liked it. I know it's, yeah, he gets, I, I kind of really do understand when people do say this, this, ha they have this reaction a lot. It's kind of like with the Dragon Age, sort of, as you've thrown that in there when I say I romance Alistair. Uh, but Alistair, <laughs> I, I like Alistair. Alistair's cool. Like yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Clearly, I make strange choices in video games. I'm probably real life, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With with Dan, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was just what really like, and Mass Effect. I will still count. I still. It was one of the first games to pop into my head when you gave me this topic to think about. But I thought I. You took it seriously. You did it like homework, man. <laughs> <laughs> You were sending us these messages and stuff. I was like, whoa, Ross, I think you know, he's getting a bit too serious like, about this. Literally <laughs> last night, I was like, I've got two games. I should probably yeah. think about some more. Yeah. That's how much effort I put into this. Yeah, but Mass Effect is a good choice, man. I I, I had that in my list. I was really torn between that and Origins. But I think Mass Effect is my favorite game in the whole trilogy. I know two is a better made game, but I think one is a better game stories is a bit better in the world building it's just more of an rpg and more better of a villain yeah oh much better villain yeah um uh saren is a much compelling villain than the collector fucking whatever what was it it was the, it was just the called the collectors weren't they it was just it was collectors but there was the, the, the harbinger one. wasn't it 
Mm. Yeah, but oh, Harbinger, you just see him at the end, didn't it? You don't even see him. And it, you was, had, you, it was kind you, of a nebulous threat, whereas Saren was a very direct threat, and Saren and Sovereign. Sovereign, yeah, Sovereign's much better than, mm. than Harbinger. Uh, mm. But yeah, it was like the mystery of the of Mass Effect that I wanted to find out what the Reapers yeah. were, and finding out like when you visit the worlds and stuff and see the geopolitics going on there and stuff like that and how like each race views humanity and stuff because humanity was the new kid on the block at that time and we sort of came in there thinking well you know with uh self-entitlement which sounds quite human and uh, we wanted to stop more more before we were ready to do it so yeah i just like i enjoyed it just like people looking down on us kind of thing like because we were coming in and going we want to see on the council and like what they were like what have you done been on the galactic stage for like a hundred years and what have you done had a war with the Turians, who they probably <laughs> the Turians probably could have beaten you so it, it's just like oh okay but then like you get made a human uh human or human reaper specter specter then like you sort of gather your motley crew and like as you said characters make a good story so yeah fantastic you get, cast yeah, Rex, who's I think is a is an interest more interesting character than Grunt. Best you Krogan, know. definitely. Yeah. yeah, you had um, <laughs> Garrus, who who they flesh out better in Mass Effect Two, I think. Yeah, he, he's yeah. much more of a character in Two. Mm. In one, yeah. it's more about his uh, C-Sec origins and mm. tracking down that organ. Do- Doctor Soldus, Doctor Salus, Doctor something. He's something. Doctor I played it. Something S something. And you got Tally, and she's like a kid there, so she's you know, she, she's on the pilgrimage, so she's quite young and naive there. They do flesh her out better in two, obviously, because you've got the recruitment and you've got the loyalty missions. But yeah, she was. It's always weird when like people go, "Oh, I can't wait to romance Tally." I'm like, "Well, when you first met her, she's like basically an adolescent," and they're like, "Oh, she's romanceable." It's like, "Oh man, I don't know." She's like, I sort of saw her as like a, a kid, little sister. A little sister. Kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I went after the space races, so what does that tell you about me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to go after Leo. Here you are, criticising yeah. Nikki's choices. Yeah, Caden but, might be boring, but yeah. he's not a space Nazi. Yeah, but she had reasons, though, why she was so, like, so defensive against aliens because of what happened with her, 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 her grandfather. There's a stigma against the Williams family, so she's always, she's got this like, sort of, like, um, um, sort of, attitude that she's not actually but she's got always got to prove herself and she's kind of like oh, standoffish with aliens because of what happened with her her grandfather and uh, which her grandfather was the first ever human to surrender to a alien force so that stigma's always stayed with them so she's quite bitter and stuff and she's always got to try and prove herself and she kind of like grows like she's she accepts the the the, the uh the crew as friends and depending on the choices you make during the game i took her with me um, when you um, attack um, Saren, and she's like, and you got that choice to save the um, the council, and she's like, we got to save them. And I was like, wow, I didn't really expect her to say that. And I had Liara with me, and Liara was like, oh, many humans will die if you attack them. Let them cancel yeah. die. I was the thing like, is, whoa, that, hey. that the other character doesn't matter in that scenario. Um, hey, if you take it, it, mess, it matters to me. God damn it. Uh, well, no, what I mean is, there's two characters in Mass Effect One who you can influence, Ashley mm. and um, Garrus. So you can right. influence Ashley to be less space racist and you can influence yeah, exactly. Gareth to oh, be okay. less bloodthirsty. Yeah. He just wants to go and murder that dude. Yeah. And um, if you influence Ashley to be less racist and you take her on that mission, then she is the one that says, we need mm. to save the council. But then mm. to have balance, whoever else you have in the party, it doesn't matter who they are, will 
that person uh, will take the uh, other. That makes sense. Stance. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Or even if it's kind of against mm, their character, yeah. they'll say, no, you should just yeah. let them die. But yeah, man, Mass Effect, great game, great story, great world building. Sort of yep. gateway into the, to the Mass Effect uh, franchise. And Obviously, also, we told this story before about how we met Mark Mir with wearing silly t-shirts. Nikki was with us when we did that. I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I, that. I might have to put that up on our Instagram, like Gabe and Chum's Instagram. Um, did you uh, hear back from him? Like no. two years later. Oh, really? Uh, I retweeted it like a year or two years later. Uh, like that, um, the day when we met Mark Mir or something and tagged him again and he actually retweeted it that time. You know, you know what would have been better? If we had Commander Shepard's face on there? Yeah. Instead of the actor's face? because <laughs> he didn't say it like he obviously he spoke it but he didn't say that line it was supposed to be we should have had like a derpy picture we should have had a derpy picture of commander shepherd but anyway if we man, ever meet him again we can do a do-over yeah anyway mass effect man good game good choice uh game. mr Ross. all right so here's the one i was gonna pick that i said i bet you'll be like oh shit how did i not think of that and that is steins gate Oh fuck me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh shit! Oh, that's so a brilliant. I love it. Oh, that's a that's brilliant. I didn't think of that at all, man. Fucking hell! And I have the game on like three different platforms as well. <laughs> shit! Uh, yeah, great, man. Yeah, I, great I don't know. I don't know why. I just had it in my head that you wouldn't that you would just forget about it somehow. I just but, yeah, I've got it. I'm like on like I said, three different platforms. And the animes and, and all that, man. Christ, yeah. Sorry, Ros. Like, carry on. What yeah, do you love about I, it? Um, well, I, I think I've got it on three platforms. Well, I've got the the original game on the Vita, which is what I played it on. Mm. And then I've got Elite on Switch and B. <coughs> excuse me, on um, Switch on PC, which is the one where they sort of remade it using the scenes from the anime. Yeah. Which I've only played like half an hour of that, but the original on Vita is it's it's just an amazing story. It's. It's kind of a slow burn to get into, and it gets really deep into some like theoretical physics stuff, a lot of which just went completely over my head. But it does kind of ground it a bit. It's actually it's a time travel story, I should start off by saying. But it's actually a pretty grounded time travel story and a very sort of personal one that kind of drags this nerd, this like anime nerd guy basically, into a, a web of intrigue and all the mm -hmm. friends around him and everything and um yeah he starts off being a tunibio so basically acting like a kid um believing in conspiracy theories and stuff and he actually yeah. ends up in a conspiracy theory well not a theory an actual conspiracy to control the world via time travel and it's just it's just a really well worked time travel story everything kind of ends up lining up like you know, in time travel stories, there's always like they always kind of have to fudge it somewhere and leave a Shit. bit of a yeah. thread open for it to sort of work because obviously you've got like paradoxes and everything to have to work around, which are a bit of a pain if you're a writer. But this kind of ties everything off and it gets it's very sort of it is very anime style in a lot of ways, but it gets super dark in places that's a that's a game it's because it's, it's a visual novel also mm -hmm. obviously there's choices that you, that you make throughout the game that could affect the the path of the story and yeah i can want to compare it to the walking dead i think the choices you make in 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 steinsgate affects the story great more than the walking dead ever did you know well, it steinsgate actually, actually has six 
yeah very specific separate endings so yeah. you end up sort of shuffled onto the path to one of those endings and some of them are really dark like really mm. dark and um it's pitch, a long game pitch, as well pitch, which pitch helps. black yeah yeah, yeah. But it's a long game because if you're going to tell a time travel story the cast of like half a dozen characters it helps if you've got sort of 20 25 30 hours to flesh everything out and that game mm. is probably like if you're going for the true ending route it's probably a good 25 hours yeah yeah that's it it's 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 it's, uh, like i I keep saying it to have a good story you've got to have good characters and the characters in that are some of the best characters um, fleshed out characters as well that's what i like sorry go on that's what i like in 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 a good story i mean you can have a great plot but the characters if they're not sort of like developed yeah they got to carry the story they got you know you've got you're going to spend like however many hours with these characters and you want them to be sort of fleshed out. You want them to have problems. You want them to have like doubts. You just want them to be more human, human, if that, if that makes sense. Cause you just don't want them to be like, have believable perfect. relationships yeah, yeah. between the rest of yeah, the into, in, Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Cause you, you don't want them to be bland and boring. Cause then you just like, you, you, you know, we won't be interested, but yeah, the, the, the characters, the, the, the friendship that they all have, mm. that's what made it really good. And when it does go wrong, and it affects that 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 group dynamic. It hits you in the field when, hard, when stuff goes wrong. Uh, yeah. I, as I say, I played the original on the Vita, so I was when I was playing it a lot of the time. I'd end up just playing it in bed, and then before I know it, it was like four in the morning, and I'd be like, "Oh crap!" I've been oh. playing this for like five hours. That's when you and, know um, it's a good good story. Yeah, and it's like it's like when you're reading a book and you get really invested, and mm. you get to the bottom of a page and you like. I know someone's going to die if I turn the page, so I'm just going to mm. put the book down. Mm. That was what I was like with Steins Gate at times, and there are like some characters, some characters do die in a mm. very bad way. But mm. it being a time loop story, you kind of you end up witnessing it over and over again, which is a bit much. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's just mm. it's just a really well told, internally consistent story with great characters. Yeah. Really good time travel story. You don't really get many of them. Another one I really like mm-hmm. is Quantum Break, which is also internally consistent, which helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steins, Steins Gate is just... Steins Gate, good choice, If you're looking man. for like your first visual novel, if you've always been interested in the, the genre and you want to get into it, play Steins Gate. It's probably one yeah. of the best ones there are. Yeah, man, that, that that's a, such a good story. It got, it got its own anime adaptation. It's had its own sort of spin-off. It's got movies. That's when you can tell like, that the story's good because really good for, art as well. Because c- they'll milk it to death, man. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, good, good choice, Nikki. If you, uh, if, sorry, before I pass it on to Nikki, um, they, it, it didn't it originally come out in Japan on the three sixty. Was the it was a three sixty exclusive, I think, in Japan. Yeah. When I went to Japan, when we all went, in remember when we can go abroad. Um, <laughs> remember that? Before remember that? You remember that? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I, I was actually looking to buy it. I just I don't think I found it anywhere. Mm. I might have done all. It was too expensive, but I did. I was purposely looking for it. So anyway, it's very interesting. It was a 360 exclusive in Japan. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, but yeah. Who's next? Is it me? Is it yes. Me? So you chose Mass Effect. That was on my list, Nikki. So I'm how could choose- you? How, how dare Sorry. you? I've got another one. I've got, I got one here. It's another RPG, but it has a, a letter behind before it. So it's a JRPG. And that is Persona 5. Persona 5 is my choice. And I was torn again. I keep getting torn between 
saying like sequels and, and games it's like i was going to have persona 4 but i chose persona 5 on there and ricky are you still with me i am yeah um rose is frozen up yeah you're back now man okay cool um what did i choose i choose persona 5 man persona <laughs> 5 great great game great you know what i love you know why i chose it over persona 4 not because it necessarily has the better story because they're probably the stories are pretty similar like with these persona games you know protagonist goes to a new town but i like the setting of where it's set in shibuya and shibuya we you know we've all been there and it's very cool like part of of, of it's very like sort of hip part of tokyo um yeah but that's why i chose it man that's the art style is great it's a cool game the, the the characters again are really relatable and and like they form a close uh, friendship i don't really want to spoil the the story because that's it's fairly how old is that about 2017 i think yeah i know it had a it, yeah it's, it's had like a re-release like a persona royal persona 5 royal and with like added content i've only played the vanilla version so i can't really comment on that so what i played of it i enjoyed it um it didn't like it didn't drag like on the, in the dungeons as much as the uh persona 4 did because they were random they were proceeded oh, the procedurally generated was so yeah. bad these are the dungeons in in five are a lot better and i just enjoyed the characters more like i didn't think that would be possible because i really enjoyed the characters in persona 4 the dynamics the friendships they formed and stuff like that but i have to say that they sort of outdid them in persona 5 and again the story is sort of like this generic you know like they're the phantom thieves they got to like steal the hearts of the of their targets and stuff like that and when you when you hear about that you go what the hell is this stuff man <laughs> and sounds again, like some anime power of friendship nonsense yeah it pretty much is man <laughs> it is like that it's just but you know set in high school and stuff like that like i think all of them are um you've got a generic like mute protagonist but i i I enjoyed the ride, if that makes sense. Staying with these characters, obviously with a Persona game, you get to choose who you get to hang out with, what activities you get to do. You know, like it's very much like besides the dungeon crawling, it's like a it's like a sim game. You get to like, you work, sim. like you work, you go to the laundry, you go to the you go to the cinema and stuff like that. You get to go to like eat ramen and stuff, and you just go shopping with your friends. It's just great, man. It's just like one of those feel-good games. Even though some of the storylines, the early one of the storylines with this the girl who was going to commit suicide was quite dark. Um, that's really early in the in the game, so it's not that much of a spoiler. But the themes of bullying and like uh, feeling like an outsider and um, the it's just like it's all like sort of insecurities that each character has, and you, like then they all sort of group together. And they find like friendship and support with each other. It just makes you smile, man. And you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just like, wow, I wish I had friends like, I, not friends, but I wish I like, like, when I was younger, I had friends like that. When I was in, when I was in secondary school, man, I was, I was miserable. I didn't have these like, like, like friends I could rely on and talk to and stuff like that and go on like these adventures for. Man, yeah, but my, you also didn't have to fight monsters. So hey, swings and hey, roundabouts. Hey, I did, probably did fight monsters, man, but they were just like they weren't like these wacky, head. wacky monsters. I had to fight real monsters, like bullies and people trying <laughs> to rob you and stuff, man. So hey, but yeah, Persona Five, man. Like, like I said, I can't really go too much into the story without 
get into spoilers, but the the each sort of like um, target they have have their own sort of storyline, but it all sort of like links into one big sort of um, overarching story in the end. But yeah, do you want to say something, Nikki? Because I know you've played it, haven't you? So I've, uh, again, say I, something, I, God damn it! No, I, I, <laughs> I felt like I couldn't um, put Persona Five on my list because I didn't actually play it. I again watched Dan play it, but it was. We still experienced the story. Yeah, oh. it was one of the best games to be a backseat gamer for. Like I loved everything about it. Like mm. as you said, like the characters felt really well built, and the music was fantastic oh, as well, music. which I didn't think I would enjoy, but I really do. Oh, like, music was so good. Yeah, and it was just um, even like you just got so sucked in with all of it. Like even mm. just the t- say making decisions. I, I can't mm. remember all the plot points, so I won't mm. spoil anything. But it's just you know, even just when you 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 choose who to hang out with, and that's you're all, yeah. we're all both sat there going, "Oh, we can do." It was really like it was such yeah. fun. It was so good. <laughs> it's it's really good fun, man. Um, the only criticism I have is probably a bit too long because um, I think it's got like. 80 or 90 hours and you can still do more and that's not even doing everything do you know what i mean so it's it's a lot there but i enjoyed i enjoyed it man like it's one of those ones i could i you can just sit back and get lost in it for hours but yeah the length so, is the reason i haven't played yeah. it because it's just but i think you're missing out man i honestly think yeah. you should you should I play mean, it well i sold my copy um because i was just like you know what? i'm never gonna play this oh my god and, oh my um, god! I mean, if they if they put it on Switch or something, and I could play it mm. in handheld, yeah, I'd probably I'd, I'd find the time for it. But sitting down in front of a PS4 for a hundred hours just isn't likely to happen. Oh no! Anyway, it's just man, too much game. Yeah, <laughs> let's um. Right, we're going all the way back down to Nikki. This is your is this your third choice now? Yes. Yeah, so third. I'm going down in like so I'm going. Uh, so this was my number two game. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a Final Fantasy. Uh, which it's one? Not a popular one. Which one? Uh, yeah, we I've know got... which one it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So it's Final Fantasy VIII. Um, oh, I know I started off each introduction with a similar in that I hadn't played games for a while. Um, then I saw someone playing this, really enjoyed the style of it, went out and bought it. I fell in love with it. It's what led me to play Final Fantasy, the other Final Fantasies, which are also one of my favourite series. Mm. Um, but again, like I think also, with, with all due respect to the game, it's probably the one game I've played where you really don't like the person you're playing as for a very long time, but Whatever. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found him a bit like a bit, try hard a bit not try hard but a bit emo and a bit like oh yeah so why I am i playing as this guy he's such an asshole yeah, so, like, speaking uh, about squally and heart yeah. yes yeah sorry <laughs> that guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wasn't particularly like school as a teenager but i feel probably because i played it when i was uh, 15 or or so maybe uh maybe no be younger um but I probably didn't. I played it later, and I was like, "Yeah, he's really annoying." But <laughs> I really like like Quistus was always one of my favorite characters. I really liked the team you built up around you. Also, there's just some scenes in it that still, even though I've played it time and time again, they still make me cry. <laughs> um, and I think I just really liked the way it, it 
uh, the where the story went, which I know um, a lot of people have gripes with because it does get a little bit confusing with the because it's sort of time travel, time oh, travel and sorceresses yeah. and. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know how I understood it when I first read it, but I, <laughs> I don't think anyone did really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure the people that wrote it understood uh, it. It's a, it's a common thing with um with Japanese developers. They go kind of go crazy, like very convoluted. I imagine there's probably some difficulty in localizing it as well, which probably makes it even more difficult to understand when we get our hands on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool, man. Like, uh, got any, anyone's got anything to say about it? Because like, I, I, I haven't completed it, so... I it's probably it the Final Fantasy game that you can break the most. It's like... Because of the junction system and everything. Like, you can go to Shumi, you can go to Shumi Village, like, fairly early on in Disc 2, I think, and just spend all your money on drawing Ultima. And then yeah, but like, we're not talking about we're not, we're, not, HP. we're not talking about game mechanics. Like, what did you didn't like the story or what? Like... Did you find it a bit? I like the story. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is mental and it just goes yeah. some crazy places. But mm. it's, what I, I mean, like, it's, oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. Combined the, sci the sort of sci fi with fantasy, which is something I hadn't come across at that because I was a big sci fi and fantasy uh, fan growing up. So Lord of the Rings, Star Wars separate. Then you got Final Fantasy, which kind of just went, hey. I think, I think with, Final, <laughs> with Final Fantasy, they sort of went sci fi like during six, they sort of mm -hmm. added sci fi elements with it. Yeah, and from six, six was very six, much of a melding. Yeah, so from six to till nine, because I know nine went back to its more oh. sort of generic fun, uh, fantasy uh, roots, didn't it? So, yeah, that period they sort of blended the two together. That sort of cyberpunk, steampunk. Yeah, um, I really liked that fantasy. style. The world Sorry design of eight was really good, though. It was yeah. a, a lot of it was sort of modelled on like European cities. Mm. You know, walk around like dealing city, and you've got like the big arches and stuff, which was pretty cool. cool. But, yeah, well, I, I like the story. It just goes some crazy places, like flying schools and time traveling sorcerers. I quite, I quite like that. I thought the flying really school. Yeah. To join a garden when yeah. I was, I was like, wow, like, sixteen, seventy-year-olds <laughs> they get to join this like mercen mercenary schools. Mercenary schools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fly like, around wow. the world. Yeah, and uh, my teacher was like a year older than me. What was the te yeah. Yeah, teacher? Uh, I was like, wow. yeah, I was like, how and, did she? And she's infatuated with you for some reason. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. every, everybody's got to fall in love with the main character. Of course, even your own teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I've got it on the shelf up there. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool, Mr. Ross. What is your third choice? I am also going to pick a Final Fantasy game. I'm going to mm. pick Final Fantasy 14, which people that maybe haven't played it will be like, "What an MMO." Are you crazy? Yeah. Yes, I am. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's a very, very story-driven MMO. And um, you can solo it for like 80% of it, and you just have to party up for dungeons and trials and raid stuff. But the vast majority of it is basically a single-player RPG with a really good story and um, great world-building as well. And it's a story that's been going on now for eight years which you don't really get that in games you get obviously you get sequels and maybe you'll have a game that's got hooks for a sequel but they're not entirely sure they're going to get to make the sequel so they don't make it too overt but this is just like literally they're just building on top of it for eight years mm. and there's stuff um the latest expansion Shadowbringers, which came out in 2019 um picked up on plot threads from the first expansion that came out in 2015 Mm -hmm. 
And um, it's just, you get to some of that stuff and you're like, wow, they were actually laying the groundwork for this stuff four years ago and just sort of building the track for it to take, to move on to later, which is very cool. And um, obviously if you go with the original release of Final Fantasy XIV, which bombed horribly, it's been going on for 11 years now, but it is still part of the same story. At the end of Final Fantasy XIV 1.0, they had a big cataclysm that kind of reset the world. And then they relaunched as A Realm Reborn. And it, it, they do still keep calling back to 1.0, the cancelled original version. They refer to stuff that happened in that all the time in the, in the new one. So you've got literally a decade-long story going on, a new expansion also coming out next month, which is probably a thing I'm looking forward to most at the moment. And it's just it's a really fucking good story. It's I I would actually say it's my favorite Final Fantasy game at this point, and probably my favorite Final Fantasy story. Part, partly because of how long running it is, but also it's just it's just really well written. It's it's so good, and it keeps getting better. Like you go through the Shadowbringers story, and then through the content patches that bridge to the next expansion, Endwalker, and it just keeps building on it and getting better and better. And it's literally every I play it every week. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe they went there. And then you've got obviously raids and stuff, which actually call back to a lot of older Final Fantasy stuff. So you've got you've got a raid series where you fight Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. They've got X Death from Final Fantasy V turns up. Gilgamesh from Final Fantasy V. They've got all this. It's like a repository of like Final Fantasy history and all this stuff, and they make it actually work in universe, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably my favorite game at the moment. Could, could you tell us like what the main thrust of the story is? Like, like obviously it's been going on for eight years, but not like just like when you start off. What's the what is the main goal? Like, because like what what do you have to do? Like, you there is like a a, a sort of storyline to it because it's like. Uh, compare it to like uh, the old republic that has like a running storyline going through it um what what's the story in in final fantasy 14 what 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 did they need you to do like what made it so interesting well basically you start off on a continent called eorzea Mm. it's kind of neighbored by a militaristic empire the Galian empire which is very similar to the empire in final fantasy 6 they've got magitech and everything sorry sorry constantly sorry can I, one one thing can you can you choose like to be against the empire or or work or for or with the empire or is it just no, like, they're always oh. antagonistic okay okay so you have Eorzea is a continent but it's made up of three city states so you get to pick which one of those you start with basically but a lot of it is sort of like um fighting back against the empire and then you kind of find out more about the empire's origins and how it sort of it t- basically ties back into an ancient civilization that nobody can remember that effectively destroyed their own civilization and now are trying to restore it. Yeah. And restoring their old civilization will destroy the current world. So oh, it's shit. <laughs> yeah. It's it, <laughs> if that sounds intriguing, go and play the game because the story is the story is way better than I'm making it sound. It's so good. It's it, I think it is my favorite Final Fantasy story. At this okay. point, and I love Final Fantasy. You guys know that. Yeah, I feel like. But yeah, I also have it tattooed on me, so that's yeah. how much it means to me. <laughs> I mean, like, um, there'll be. Uh, I, I've got a 
a Final Fantasy quiz that I'll be the quiz master of. Because obviously, like you guys know more Final Fantasy than I do, but I will unfortunately be leaving Final Fantasy 14 out because it would be an unfair advantage because you're the only one who's played it. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, be three points for me, basically. Yeah. Well, you'll be in- intrigued by the, 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 um, the quiz I've got. I think I, 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 think I remember I, trying to play Final Fantasy 14. I've, I've actually Dan used to play it. Me and I, Dan actually started playing it together I, on the PS3 years back. I played it. And you've played did, a bit because we did a video of it. Video for it, yeah. And I quite liked it. So um, yeah. But um, yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay, who's uh, goes? It's is it my fantastic game? Is it my turn? Number three for Paul. It's your go. I've also got a Final Fantasy game. No, I haven't actually. I've actually got one on there, but I've thought that wow. we've had too many on. We've got too many on there. Um, so I'm going to go for a different one though, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to go for life is strange, another point and click game. And I really Good enjoyed, pick. I really enjoyed that. We did a whole let's play of that. And I tell you what, our very first let's play. I think it, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 First let's play. Um, Nikki very, was on that. <laughs> yeah, she, she was. Yeah. Yeah. You were. But, um, yeah, it was at the house, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just remember that that one scene where we had to talk down one of the our uh, one of our our friends from jumping, yeah. and we were all on the edge trying to like get her to come down, and when it finally did, we were all like, cheering and like really happy. <laughs> so that's a sign. Like it's a good it's a good story. I mean, like the story in, again involves fucking time travel. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So a lot, a lot, ground for stories. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. So um, that's kind of a clutch, like, um, a, a, a plot, a plot device that a lot of people seem to use as time travel. But um, again, the, the, yeah, life is strange, man. Like um, the story's good, man. It, again, it involves um, themes of like uh, bullying, um, blackmail, isolation, loneliness, abandonment, abandonment. It's got it all in there set in a small um, town in America. Um, it just, which happens like the main character happens to discover she has time powers. She goes a bit like crazy with it and using it for her own self, which means, but then she realizes that there's a, um, a purpose to why she has these powers. Yeah, yeah. Like she discovers that she has like a, um, it's like she was given these powers for a reason. And um, it all leads up to like a, 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 a pot, apocalyptic event near the end, which again, you have a choice of um, should I save? A very binary leave? choice. Very binary mm-hmm. choice. But um, yes, yeah, like, uh, it's, it's, again, it's one of those cliche things. It's the journey that sort of made it. You, you, um, each character has a flaw or has insecurities. Obviously, the main character what was her name. Was it Alex? Max. 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 She's very flawed and she's very like insecure. She's very like sort of like an introvert. She's got a lot of inner monologues and stuff like that. Um, but she meets her friend, who's like from the outset looks very extrovert and stuff like that, very confident. But you obviously she's got like um, she's trying to find someone, and you find out that she's very insecure herself, and she's she feels like uh, she has a, a sense of abandonment because she's been abandoned by her dad. She was abandoned by her best friend, so she's very like she's very like a sort of broken character. Um, but it sort of all revolves around her in some way. So 
Yeah, but I don't want to go into too much because I think it's one of those games you should play once and go through and enjoy the story. I mean, there is parts of it that do tend to to sag because I think it's five parts, if I if, if I remember, five, five episodes, about yeah. five episodes. And I think like from episode three, it starts to like there's there's a lot of meat to it, fat to it that they could have sort of cut cut off and got rid of. But um, yeah, I think it's a good game, man. Like um good game good story like so what more can i what more can i say about it yeah you know, does anyone have anything to say <laughs> no I, I loved it too like we we picked it for our first let's play because i think um i think you and dan had played it hadn't you nikki beforehand yes yeah we had yeah, yeah. i played the first episode but that was it so i was kind of interested to see what the rest of the game was like yeah, Dan Dan hated it because I remember we suggested it as a let's play. He just kept trying to talk us out of it. So oh, you're not going to like it when you play it. You'll find out. And I was like, when we played it, I was like, what's he talking about, man? It's, it's good, man. It's good. I like yeah, it. I, I loved it, was, it. I thought it was a great game. He was quite determined not to. Uh, it was to a point where he almost said, uh, just finish the game without me. So I started it. Uh. And then uh, halfway through, he was like, no, no turn it off now and I was literally like right, I was at the end and I was like mm, I'm okay, invested fine. now but it was, it was a really good game and again it's, it was really interesting to watch like as you say like the characters and their flaws was quite you know with um, Max especially because I find like I do a lot of inner monologuing, monologuing so it was nice to sort of just you know sometimes it's good to see characters do that sort of thing so you go oh, okay mm. that's cool you can relate to it <laughs> yeah I thought I found she was probably like of most of the games we've mentioned. She's probably the most relatable one. Uh, well, she's the most sort yeah. of human, most grounded yeah. one. You know, like she's just this nerdy kid who likes likes taking photos and just wants to be an artist. But she's so insecure <laughs> about her work and stuff, and about what people think of her and stuff like that. There's even a scene where she goes into a room. She's like, "Oh, it's my own personal cocoon." And sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, I get that, man." I'm like, if I want to, I, I just like want to be in my own space and shut myself up, insulate myself, have be surrounded by things that make me comfortable and just so I can relax and don't have to go and s s deal with the outside world and stuff. Especially like for, a, I think, well, she's 17, 18 in that. So she's like, like an adolescent and stuff like that. So she's having to deal with like the world and and all that and all those issues. And she just goes into a room, she's like, oh, it's my own personal cocoon. I'm just like, yeah. I, I feel that, man. But yeah, life is strange, man. I get it, Max. Yeah, I get it. I mean, there's been there's been about three now. I think three or four. Is it three? Life is strange games, and I've only played four Life is. Four? The new one just come out. There's life is strange. Life is strange two. Before the storm, and then the latest one, True Colors. There's one with two brothers, right? There were two like Mexican. That's two. Yeah, Life is strange two. Okay, right. Yeah, but that's my third choice. And uh, are we going to do one more choice each and then we'll wrap it up because we've been going for a while? Yeah? No? Yes? Let's do it. All right, cool. Right. Just say something, guys. Like, all right, Nikki, what is your last... What is your... What is your... Before, 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 before we do that, before we do that, before you make your choice, we'll do honourable mentions for the ones that didn't make the list, if you got that, because I've got a couple... We won't talk about it. We'll just say what our honourable mentions was. Um, 
I'll okay. I've got Final Fantasy Seven, obvious one. Uh, the Last of Us, which I thought was a really good story, but it's quite a generic story. Bioshock Infinite, which I thought had a, again fucking time traveling, alternate powers <laughs> and stuff like that. And um, I've got Red Dead Redemption one or two. I wasn't just. I was. I was trying to decide which one. But that's my honourable mentions, uh, Mr. Ross. What are your honourable mentions, if you, if you have any? I'll say, to begin with, Quantum Break, which I mentioned very briefly, but again, another time travel story. But just a really good, well-contained, internally consistent time travel story. And mm. I still want a sequel, damn it. Yeah. Um, other than that, there is Halo 3, which I love. Halo 3 is one of my favourite games of all time. Wrapped up the trilogy really well, I thought, and... I just I got really deep into the whole trying to figure out the Halo mythos with the four rounds and everything for like a decade, and um, yeah, Halo Three just fed into that massively. Oh. And then the last one, I will say Final Fantasy X, which is probably my other favorite Final Fantasy game besides fourteen, which is also oh. like what this tattoo here is based on. I just really like the story between Yuna and Tidus, even if it gets a bit silly in places with people being dreamed up and stuff. It's just it's a really good story it made yeah. me cry at the end uh, yeah. <laughs> good story yeah. those are my three yeah what's your honorable mentions nikki okay uh i'm gonna still grill that down um <laughs> oh. uh, so the witcher three uh which is shamefully the only one i've played um yeah. uh there was a video game which I, I really remember enjoying because of the story. Can't quite remember the story, but it was, a, it was called, I think it's To the Moon. It was the game you got. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, To the Moon. So good. Oh, I completely forgot that about that. That was another game that made me cry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, that's really. at the end of that game. I've never I thought I'd get, I never thought I'd get. I didn't have time to remember. Yeah, I never thought I'd get sad about sprites, but. Damn, yeah, that's a, a mass and emotional game, man. That's a <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. Again, yeah, it's a no, gonna, that one. I was going to say that involves time travel. It kind of does, in a way. It goes into memories, into the past. So that kind of yeah. is time travel. All in right, a sense. Yeah. In a sense. All right. Yeah. Any, anything else, Nikki? Was that, was that... Uh um horizon zero dawn i feel like i can't not mention me that me and rose uh, See, i thought this was going to be yeah. your number one yeah <laughs> okay mm. yeah sorry i'm not sure if my number one choice is disappointing sorry <laughs> all right but um is it my go now sorry yeah if you yeah, yeah. okay you're just doing your honorable mentions but yeah give us your number one man yeah okay uh yeah no i oh Oh, sorry, last honourable mention. Huh. The Last Guardian, which was... Um, oh, that one. Yeah, by Team... Was it yeah, Team Yeah, I Mike? enjoyed it. It was a puzzle mm. game. It was very sweet. With the one Team with the Inco. giant dog. Yeah. Team Minko, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people. The yeah. dragon dog thing. Yeah, yeah the was, big uh, doggy thing. It's cute. I got yeah. invested in it. Okay, yeah. cool. I've never so, played that. What is your, um, what's your final choice, Nikki? Okay, uh, it is the latest God of War, uh... <laughs> which was recently voted by IGN fans as the number one game of all time. I disagree, yeah. but okay. I, I I have that game. I've got the greatest hits um, version on PS4. I've not yet played it, so I can't really comment on it. But people have been saying good things about it. Obviously. 
angry Kratos is now um, an angry dad or disappointed right. Literally dad. the only thing you need he's to disappointed know disappointed dad. Boy. He's <laughs> always disappointed in his son, isn't it? So he doesn't show him any love or anything like that. What's yeah. the son's name? It's Atreus, right? Atreus. Yeah. yeah. One of my favourite, well, not favourite lines, but I like to throw it out occasionally is uh, don't be sorry, be better. <laughs> sorry. Don't be sorry to yeah. Dan a lot. Wow. I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I've never, again, shamefully, I never played a God of War. I'd watched them be played just randomly, not like um, just uh, b- bits of it. So I'd never thought it would, was a game I'd be into. Um, again, I know we're spoiler free, so I'm not going to go into any sort of, but just the sheer size and scope of some of the creatures and things you meet and just the detail that's in it i think i don't know if i'm like really geeking out over it but i'm a really big fan of norse mythology anyway so knowing all the Mm. background and all that stuff is is really um helpful but also Mm. um also it was really just it's a really gorgeous game on top of the story as well Mm -hmm. um I don't know how else to sort of go around it without going into any sort of story. Also, the, the, the gameplay was really fun. I found I find it challenging at the start of games to get used to control. So I did that with God of War, but it, the story just kept me going because it was just so fast. I just wanted to know more about it all. You can talk about like the, the, the main... Talk about of, the setup and stuff. Yeah, the main thrust of the story is the relationship between Kratos and Atreus. Sort of like mm-hmm. he's really cold and sort of like... Uh, he, he, do, he does care about him, but he doesn't show it. And it, slowly throughout the game, he sort of like opens up more to a, to Atreus and shows him more yeah. of a care inside. Like the basic setup is that the boy's mother has just died, and they're supposed to be taking her ashes to the highest peak in the nine realms. So mm. that's what that's what is kind of the impetus for the story. Yeah, but I, I really... think I think like the story more is sorry, like Nikki, it's just like the, their, their their relationship and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, the story is the relationship for sure. But like, like I think they did it better in The Last of Us with. Uh, Joel and and Ellie, but there, there you are. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I really like The Last of Us, but I, I just agree. really am much more. <laughs> oh no! Should I go? <laughs> had some really good choices there, Nikki. No, it's it's. No, I mean, like I say, like IGN readers literally just voted it the best game of all time, like a month ago or something. So it's not like you you're picking some random thing. A lot of people love that game. I, it, I liked yeah. it. I thought it was a good game, but I, I, it is kind of in the wake of The Last of Us. It does kind of feel like they looked at The Last of Us and went, "Let's do that." And for me, The Last of Us was a bit more impactful. I can see where you're coming from. But I watched the documentary about it as well, and it was really touching to watch. Yeah, where they were coming from in that a lot of them, a lot of the people involved, and felt like they'd missed out on their kids' lives. Uh, whilst they were going away and making video games or TV shows or whatever they were doing, it was really, it was really quite touching realizing that that amount of love had got into it and that it was sort of like their apology, which was really quite sweet, I, I thought. And then, as you say, there's sort of moments throughout where you're, you know, it's all building slowly and, you know, you just want to grab Kratos and shake him sometimes, but it was. <laughs> It, I found that I've, I've never ever been interested in God of War. Maybe that's why I sort of felt really strongly about putting it as number one because I've n- not really, apart from, it's very rare I'll see a game midway through a series and then jump on that. 
project, I guess. I always mm. I like to start at the apart from the Witcher Free, which is I just kind of di dived in on that one. But yeah, it was um it was good to experience it was it was just a good I just felt like the story was it, it felt like it was a good use of my time because it was <laughs> I was really invested in it and I really wanted to see where they went. It and is I, a good yeah, spot to dive in for newcomers as well because it doesn't it, it references the past games but it doesn't really go deep into them so you can't you can just go straight into that one yeah, quite easily I, I quite like the fact that they sort of don't ignore the past games but they sort of, it's a lot more of a standalone sort of game because it is like the the, the, the original trilogy is just like i'm angry i want to get it's very yeah i want to get edge lord game i want to get re revenge on on the ones who wronged me my family mm. like died and their ashes are up on my body and <laughs> I'm angry. Like, Which I was is like, so dumb. I was like, yeah, like, I get it. That can be for the one game, but they stretched it out to three games and basically slaughtered his way through every like God and let me go. five if you count the PSP ones. I don't count that, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, cool. They are canon. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, Mr. Ross, have you got one? I'm going to pick a pretty left field one which I keep trying to tell the people to play and they're like, yeah, shut up, go away. <laughs> and that is Yaku Yakuza Zero, which is amazing. I love that game. And it's um, quite a long-running franchise at this point. I think the first one came out in 2005 and Yakuza Zero came out, I think, 2011. Mm. In Japan, it was a PS3 game at the time. It was PS4 over here and then mm -hmm. recently came to Xbox in the last sort of year or so. And it's... Um, you play as Kiryu, obviously, the main protagonist for the pretty much all of the series. But you also play as Majima, who is kind of like Kiryu's foil in the earlier games. He just is kind of portrayed as this madman who just likes violence. And um, it's set, it's a prequel to the main game. So it's set a bit before and you get to kind of see how both of these men kind of become the men you see in the later games. And it's just, it's like watching a Japanese drama, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's very earnest and very grounded. But then you have the side stories, which are completely bonkers. But you got a, at one point, I think this is actually in the main story. At one point, you've got to buy booze for drunks in a park just to get some information out of them. But there's, there's crazy stuff as well. Like at one point, you, Michael Jackson turns up. He's called Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson or something. I can't remember his name. <laughs> it's basically supposed to be Michael Jackson, and yeah. you have to help him shoot a shoot a music video in Camarocho. Yeah, it's basically like the thriller video. So you got to like fend off fake zombies and stuff. So it just it whiplashes from like serious kind of procedural drama to completely off the wall like uh, side quests. But the main story is just really good. It's full of twists and turns. It's just it's it's like i say it's like a proper grounded sort of earnest japanese crime drama and the characters are really good and um there are times when like like you see like majima in tears and you're like whoa this guy's like a crazy guy in the later games which goes around like trying to stab people on the street for fun <laughs> and here he is like breaking down in tears and it's some of the twists you will you you'll kind of you'll figure it out beforehand, and then when it happens in the game, you'll be like, "Yeah, I figured that out." But then just something else that you didn't expect happens, and kind of puts you right back on track. But it's mm. just it's about 
I th- it took me 60 hours, but I did almost everything in the game. So you can probably mm-hmm. do just the story in half that, but it's definitely worth playing. And it's also virtual tourism. It's based in the, the city it's based in is Kamurocho, but it's literally a almost carbon copy of uh, Kabukicho in Tokyo, where uh, we, we walked through there when we went to Japan and it was wild. Was like, I've played a handful of Yakuza games by that point. So I knew the map of the games. And you walk through Kabukicho and so much of it kind of matches up. It's just like, I'm walking in a fucking game world. This is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, the, mm. the Yakuza series as a whole is amazing, but Yakuza 0 happens to be a good entry point because it's a prequel and probably one of the best stories in the series. It's cool. just really damn good. I love it. Everyone should play it. Nobody has an excuse. It's on almost everything now. It's on PC, PS4, um, Xbox, just not on Switch. Sorry, Nintendo fans. No. All right, cool. Uh, I guess that's me. And my last one is an oldie. And I don't know if how many... Oldie Buggity? Oldie Buggity. Oldie Buggity. And um, I think it's only available on... Well, it was... To play it now, it's available on the handheld. And it's a JRPG, which involves time travel. Anyone know (laughs) what it is? I loved it when I played it. I, I remember trying to get the game... And I remember everyone saying it's like really hard to get hold of, but I managed to get a hold of it quite fairly easily on Amazon. Yeah. This is you a know. SNES game, which also got a DS port. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Chrono Trigger. You fucking Chrono Trigger, man. <laughs> I love Chrono Trigger. <laughs> it's a great game, man. Like, I really like, I was thinking like, wow, I was like, because I was kept thinking like good games with good stories. I kept thinking about like this gen, last gen, 360 gen and maybe the ps2 xbox gen but i was like well there's, there's got to be something before that and i was just like thinking there is isn't there and it's chrono trigger chrono trigger <laughs> like, had amazing story very convoluted story very and but it's a good story which involves fucking time travel interdimensional fucking aliens so <laughs> yes chrono trigger I'm man sensing a theme tonight yeah I'm, <laughs> i i was actually thinking like should i actually put this down because i'm like time travel again i mean like i think about 50 percent of our choices involves time travel but it's a clutch it's it's it, when it's done well it's done it's done really well I don't think the time travel elements in Chrono Trigger actually make much sense. I know that there's they, they get a time machine <laughs> flying back during many different parts of the t- uh, of timeline, and it's so like convoluted and stuff like that. But it came out in '95 for that for for a game of the, for for that game of its time. I think it influenced a lot of later games and stuff like that. And um, yeah. Chrono Trigger, man, like you meet a very diverse select cast of characters. There's a bloody knight who's a frog. <laughs> you got a robot, sentient robot. You got like a tiger, sort of like furry girl. That a you sentient meet. robot, years before HK47. Yep. yep. Uh, obviously, you got Chrono, who's uh, the main protagonist with his crazy. The, the art style is done by the guy, the uh, Toriyama, who did Dragon Ball. So that's the art, the art style that you got Chrono, you got his, oh, the one character I can't remember is the girl, the, the princess. Mal? Mal, yeah. The one that you actually go through the time portal when uh, you meet her in the beginning of the game. Yeah. She's one of those, she's probably one of the least interesting characters, I think, but she has like um, a backstory. And again, each character has like personal stakes in it. They're all, um, 
I don't know what, for what it is with characters that are like flawed, but I think I, they're, they're all sort of like... Well, it makes someone more interesting, really, yeah. doesn't it, if they've got something about them. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, so you meet this guy, like, and you also got Chrono's best friend who's got, what's the mechanic? Oh, my God. What's her name again? She's got glasses. I can't remember her name, but anyway, great characters, crazy, crazy story. If you like convoluted time travel where there's space aliens and stuff like that that live beneath the ground that will bring around the apocalypse, <laughs> play this game because you're not going to be disappointed. And it's it's long. And, yeah, sure, it's, it came out in 95. You can get a version of it on the 3DS um, or the DS. You can play it on your 3DS. But it's many. It's it's, a, it's about, I don't know how long it is, like about 40, 50 hours, depending on how you play it. You're gonna have a good time, man. But yeah, I have to like give a shout out to a retro old school classic like Chrono Trigger, man. It's gotta be on there. It's like great story. Yeah. Is that someone's phone? It is, yes. Have you got a, a reminder or something? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Ross is up and left. <laughs> He's had enough of our of our bullshit. But yeah, have you played it, Nikki? No, never. No, it doesn't. So I'll have to look into it now if it's got time travel in there. I mean, <laughs> the main character's got crazy red hair, like it's like it's nice. <laughs> you are. Always um, a fan of the crazy I red think head. Doesn't 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 Nick doesn't Nicky doesn't Dan own it? On probably the, does. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure he's try he tries to get me to play so many JRPGs. I just don't because they're such lengthy games and I don't really I really have sort of very like sh short evenings to play games really mm. now. But it's because so, it's a commitment, on, isn't it? That's mm. why I haven't played Persona mm. 5 yet. But because it's on the handheld, you can it's on the go, man. Yeah. Yeah, Corona Trigger's my one, man. It's uh, quite left field. It actually, because I actually had it on my shelf there, and I was just like, oh, yeah, Corona Trigger, man. Why haven't I thought that? I keep thinking about modern, like, great graphics and stuff, but this is just fucking sprites and stuff like that <laughs> and they just when they get when they get emotional they bounce up and down in the on <laughs> up and down so it's just yeah but i think um it's one of those games that i should have mentioned that should got should get a remake on our one of our old po podcast rules yeah. i just completely forgot about it i was like that deserves a, a remake it did get a sequel chrono cross which is not as it was came out on a ps2 i think or ps1 but not as well loved, but people do like it, but I've never played it. So I can't really say much about it, but I'm not even sure if it even came out in Europe, to be honest, Chrono Cross. Um, I might have been on just Japan and North America. I'm not too sure, mm. but, uh, yeah. Chrono Trigger, man, get to it, play it. Even if you play the first few hours, man, you'll be, uh, you'll be surprised. It just goes off into some weird places even has like a futuristic future where like mankind has fallen and the machines have taken over it just gets nuts man it just goes crazy i'm just like you know what whatever man go on japan just go crazy just go nuts for the ride take yeah. me with you take me back to the stone age where i meet like a fucking anthropomorphic fucking like um furry like uh, um, tiger person tiger person who wants to have sex with chrono all the time Sign me up, man. Sign me up. Yeah. And this right. on the family-friendly Super Nintendo. Exactly. But yeah. Unbelievable. I think that's all all our choices. Uh, yeah, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's been fun, guys, man. So, yeah, if you listen to this on, 
Um, yeah, I would say it's been a pleasure, but I, I can't really say that. So <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, it's very like yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on, Nikki. Man, this like, is why guests never come back. <laughs> I actually like when I went to your um, to your to your birthday party um, last week. Um, I actually got called out on that because people listened like by Dom and Dave, and I think by Phil as well. They were like, "Oh, you said on one of your um, your videos on your podcast that you tried every one of your friends to bring him on the podcast, and you had to settle with Dan." And I was like, "Guys, it was a joke, man. It was like <laughs> it was a joke. Why are you kidding?" <laughs> and then, like I said, to, they were like, "Oh, have you asked anyone else?" And I, I think I looked at Nikki. I was like, "Yeah," and Nikki was like, "Yeah, you asked me." They're like, "Yeah, you bastard." I was like, "Look." <laughs> All in due time, guys. I know you want to be on the on the on the on the world's like most popular gaming <laughs> podcast, but come on, man. But maybe we'll bring you on. Maybe not. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely some interesting choices. A lot of themes of t- time travel. A lot of time travel stories. A lot of time travel yeah. stories. Yeah. So I think we all like time travel. So um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, wrap up this? podcast yeah go and play steinsgate right now yeah go and play corona trigger if you can get a copy it's hard to come by now i actually imported a usds copy because it was quite hard to get a uk yeah. one or if you if you want just oh, i would say news an emulator but nintendo have been cracking down hard on that shit nintendo will kill you in your sleep yeah. <laughs> but yeah we had a thanks for we had a very uh lovely guest nikki uh, thanks for coming on our podcast and uh, we'll probably have you on again sometime in the future uh yeah so please subscribe to our youtube channel game with chums um uh, uh, various other social media platforms twitter instagram twitch anything you can think of we're probably on there not on tiktok though but um yeah so we're not that for, hip yeah thanks for listening and uh, we this um, podcast is available on Spotify. It's also available on Amazon Audio and anywhere else you can get your podcast apart from iTunes. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again next time. Bye, everyone.